Welcome, guys. I obviously, if you guys have been watching my channel, there's been you know a lot of focus on online dating recently. Definitely watch those videos. I think they're they're quite good and going to be very informative. But I did want to take this this opportunity to talk to you guys more personally, see what questions you guys have, et cetera. Especially since I've been doing a lot of one on one online coaching recently, I've been getting really good results with with clients, and I've also just, um, as you probably are aware, um, opened up the brand new um, the online coaching bootcamp or online dating bootcamp, um, which you can find at toddvonline.com. I encourage you guys to head over there. That's uh, only going to be available um, at the current price. It's discounted for four hundred dollars. Only going to be available at that price for the next couple of days. So do check that out if you haven't already. Um, so that's by way of introduction. So here we go. Let's get to the questions you guys had. So first question we have here is from someone named Luca. How to screen out for closing fast while destroying minimal comfort? So this is an interesting question, and I think actually kind of in a lot of ways a question I would consider maybe a flawed question. Because screening out fast is not the most important thing, right? It's, it's not, to me, if you're trying to have something go quickly, you're going to mess up, right? Um, and in fact, having the mentality of, I want this to go fast is going to lead to all kinds of errors, right? Um, also, the question is, at what point are you screening for closing fast? Are you trying to screen for closing fast online before meeting up with the girl? Are you trying to screen for closing fast on the date, et cetera? At all points along the way, um, trying to be pushy and trying to go fast is not the fastest way. Okay. The fastest way to succeed at game is good game, not pushy game, not try hard game, not anything like that. Um, and so typically the right answer for screening is screen whether the girl likes you and screen whether she's down but don't screen for how fast. Now, what you may want to screen out are extreme cases, right? So like extreme slow cases. Like most girls that you will meet online will like you enough that there's at least a chance of having sex on the first date. That's that's most likely going to be the case in to the modern age with most girls. However, there are some that aren't. There are some that are, you know, maybe they've never had sex in their lives, or there's some that are playing by some extreme rules of I don't kiss on the first date or something like that. And that you want to, you can screen by looking at their profile. You can screen by how they deal with when you flirt. If every single time you flirt or mention something sexual, they're trying to mention something like prim and proper back, and they're trying to um, kind of like de-escalate things constantly. Those are signs um, that things aren't going really well, but those aren't signs you need to screen for. Those are signs that are just going to come up naturally. The other thing you can do is you can like you know screen in your profiles. If if there's a certain girl that just strikes you from her profile as like this girl looks super um, proper and prim and like she you know she wouldn't even know how to spell the word sex. In that case, then maybe you just don't swipe on her in the first place. But I think um, overly screening is for that, like screening for attractiveness, screening for whether you'd like the girl is absolutely a very good policy and something you definitely want to do online. But screening specifically for how fast they'll have sex, I think is a flawed mentality um, because the signs you're going to get have less to do usually with the girl herself and more to do with how into you the girl is. And by overly screening, overly adjusting your behavior, you're probably going to you're probably going to actually make that not be as, as positive, et cetera. So this one is um, from someone named, I'm just going in order, by the way. Um, I'm not really screening these questions. I've had my um, my team screen the questions, but I'm just kind of reading what off what they have. If, if a question is totally awful, I may be like, I reject that question, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll mostly answer them. Next question says, what is typically the first few texts you send a girl after getting her number from a dating app and what is the logic behind it? <clears throat> okay, so after getting a number. So first of all, this assumes that the process you're going through, which is the process I use, 
is going from app to phone to date, which I do think is a good process. Cause once you, once you get a, a number from a girl and take it offline, you do get more buy-in in a lot of ways and things do go a lot better for you. So that I am pointing out though, that this is making that assumption. A lot of guys don't do that. I personally do do that. My first message usually is just, Hey, it's Todd from whatever app. And then maybe I'll add a cute thing. Like I'll say like, um, I look forward to talking soon. Please, you know, add me so you can be appropriately excited for my, my call. Or um, if there's a callback humor or something like that, like maybe we, we, uh, we're talking about like trivia or something like that, or like that she was like very into like Jeopardy or something like that. So maybe I'd say something about like, Hey, this is, this, this is Todd looking forward to kicking your ass at Jeopardy soon or something like that. But basically just, Hey, it's Todd from whatever place. And then whatever you're, you're planning on doing, if you are getting back to the girl very soon, like if you've been just texting back and forth, like same day, you met the girl and you're texting same day. Maybe you can be a little more, hey, it's Todd, or, or even she's like, hey, she's, you, say, you say, hey, what's your number? She sends her number, be like, hey, it's Todd. And you just go from there and just continue the chat. That can work as well. So a little bit depends on timing. But generally what you want to do is it's me from here so she knows who it is. That's important. And then something along the lines of callback humor or some kind of a, a positive thing or whatever, some kind of like, you know, a, a cute little little thing. Um, in terms of let's talk soon or whatever. It's not a really big deal. They just gave you the number. They clearly like you. It doesn't need to be anything crazy. And especially in online dating, numbers tend to be for an equivalently good reaction, uh, equivalently good interaction. Numbers tend to be more solid from online dating because the girls have in their mind made the decision they're looking, right? They've made the decision they're looking for guys. They've made the decision they're involved in this process. And so they're, they're more engaged participants in a way than you would see from live dating. So the texting doesn't have to be as um, doesn't have to be quite as super good um, in some cases. Although the, the downside is obviously if you've had a live interaction, you met a girl live, then you maybe have a little more connection than you would from online. So that's the trade off. But for an equivalent connection, the messaging required from online dating is usually less than it would be from live. Next question: How can I understand that's a good time to bring a girl to my place? I mean, what are some markers to indicate that she's ready? First thing is how's the interaction going? If the interaction is going generally well, that's obviously better than if it's not. If the girl is responding to your advances, that's obviously better than if it's not. If the girl seems comfortable with you, that's obviously better than if not. I mean, the real answer to this is how well are things going, right? How much does the girl seem to like you? And then you you could maybe screen for a little bit of um, what is her her history um, once you're you know live on the date. Um, you're screening for kind of like has she is she pretty independent? Is she pretty willing to make her own decisions? Has does she have like has she had sex in her past? These types of things, right? So um, all of these types of things are all going to be conducive and beneficial for for her meeting up with you and and you know going on a um, you know getting sorry all these things are going to be benefit, beneficial for her going home with you, right? If she's very much has never gone home with a guy before, she's probably not going home with you. If she's gone home with lots of guys before, or it's she's willing to make her own decisions and willing to kind of buck the trend and and buck what people think about her, that's that's a more positive sign. Obviously, if she's escalating physically, that's positive. Um, in general, I don't make the um, the ask itself quite as big of a deal. So the screening is less important if you make the ask itself better, right? You don't have to pick the exact right moment if the framing around her going home with you is a little bit less of a, um, a pushy thing or a little bit less of, will you do this one thing or whatever? Oftentimes what I'll do is I'll kind of just throw out the possibilities and I'll throw them out maybe as if it's, it's something we're not even doing yet and I'll, I'll gauge her reaction to it and those kind of things. So um, again, the, the better you, it's kind of funny in game, the better you do any one stage, the less important it is that you get that stage timing completely right and all those kind of things. Um, 
As a beginner, how do I get to intermediate through online game only since I don't want to do cold approach right now? Just do good online game. That's it. I mean, just do good online game. The, the, the one thing is doing online game, it will not help you get over approach anxiety. That's the one thing it really will not help you with is that. So once this whole, you know, pandemic lockdown, all that nonsense is over, um, you're still going to have to figure out approach anxiety. However, you'll figure out approach anxiety, having had a lot more success and being a lot more confident in everything that comes afterwards. But other than that, how do you get to a good level from online game? Just do online game, get a lot of matches, message them, get a lot of numbers, go on a lot of dates, sleep with a lot of girls. You'll get to a certain level. And I've had a lot of guys on, um, on various programs like bootcamp type programs and immersion type programs that have a history with online dating, right? I'll have guys that have never slept with a girl from cold approach. Um, they've never really met girls in person, but they slept with a hundred girls from online. Um, and those guys are usually, um, relatively easy to work with aside from the approach anxiety. That's the big one is approach anxiety. So what I'd actually recommend if you want to kind of mix getting good at live game while you're getting good at online game to the extent that you can during this time, when you are out and about and there are people around, just at least say hi and start conversations with them. Even if it is from six feet away, even if it is while, you know, um, even if it is in passing, et cetera, just getting used to breaking the ice socially, even if it's not with girls, just getting used to breaking the ice socially with strangers. That's kind of the one skill you're not going to learn from online games. So if you're getting good at, at online game, focus on adding that in as well. And then the combination of the two should lead to a relatively robust overall kind of strategy for game. Okay, this one, how to alter your bio to more educated girls. There's two elements to this. Um, one is kind of a what not to do element. And then one is a maybe what to do element. So in terms of what not to do, you do not want to appear uneducated yourself. So get rid of misspellings, bad grammar, bad punctuation, et cetera. Now this should go without saying, but if you've seen most guys' profiles online, you'll know that tons and tons of guys have absolutely awful grammar and punctuation and all these different things. Okay. So make sure that you, you do your and your correctly, your and you are, for example, uh, make sure you, your sentences are legible and not run-ons. Make sure you spell things correctly. Try not to have, you know, more emoticons than a 13 year old girl in your writing, et cetera. Just seem somewhat educated yourself is, is number one. But then beyond frame, uh, beyond um, screening for education, what you want to do is go one level deeper. Instead of I want educated girls, say what kind of characteristics do educated girls have? Like, are they more ambitious? Uh, what do they value, et cetera? And then you want to try and convey maybe some of those things in your profile. So there's different archetypes of men that are going to be attractive to girls, right? There's the kind of club promoter, um, socialite um, kind of archetype, which can work. Or there's like the badass kind of um, like man's man, um, don't take shit off of anybody archetype. And that can absolutely work as well. Um, so I was trying to get a little more light on my face. I, hopefully the, 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 the diagonal of the, the ceiling will be less of a factor than the light on the face for you guys. So I'm going to go with this. But so there's different archetypes that will work. There's the sporty archetype, the preppy archetype. There's the successful business guy archetype. In general, the successful, I have my life together, those kind of archetypes are going to do slightly better with more highly educated girls. That's just going to be generally the case. Um, so thinking about what that particular girl values, and this applies not just to educated girls, but to any girls, right? If there's a girl that seems to um, value particularly like masculine badass type guys, or seems to like break the rules and flaunt the rules a lot, convincing her that you follow all the rules is not going to be super attractive to her. Whereas convincing her that you you break the rules and have a crazy adventurous lifestyle is more likely. So it's it's more about the the values of the girl than about the specific facts of the girl when you're calibrating. So try and try and go one step beyond like I want educated girls. Okay. What 
traits do educators have educated girls have what types of things are they looking for what kind of things do they value and that's the kind of stuff that you want to be specifically looking for or screening for this is a very short answer i think um, but i'll answer it. it says in the past you've talked about comfort tests do you still stand behind that theory well first of all i don't know what you mean by comfort test per se i assume you mean comfort based shit tests because i've never i've never said the word comfort test i don't think um at least not in any context i'm aware of but i think you mean comfort based shit tests i.e girls will give you shit tests early on to, to assess whether you're a high value individual later on they'll give you shit, shit tests to assess um whether you are um someone that they can trust or rely on or something like that. Right. And so the idea of um, that the, the nature of the shit test changes over time is definitely a, a fact and it's definitely a thing. Um, and yes, I do stand by that theory. I think it does exist. And I think it's, it's a critical distinction because if you pass, um, a, a, if a girl is giving you a shit test, okay, girls, let's, let's go one step back. Girls give you shit tests because they're uncomfortable because they like you, but they're uncomfortable in some way. Right. Or they're not, there's something off a little bit. If the thing that's off is value, they're going to respond one way. If the thing that's off is lack of comfort, they're going to respond a different way. And if you respond to a lack of comfort by giving more value, you're actually going to make the situation that you're trying to solve actually worse. Okay, so um, that's not an ideal thing to be doing overall. All right, let's see. What's a good way to analyze one's pictures in bio? Will you do more profile reviews for subscribers in the future? Um, I actually have shot another video of profile reviews put that out probably sometime in the future. I don't know if that'll be in the very near future, if it might be a while out, but I have shot another video like that. So it, it, there is another one coming and it is quite good. So yes, that, that will be coming and I can certainly do that. Those are, those are pretty, you know, easy videos to shoot and, and pretty good videos. So if you guys really like those, let me know in the, the comments to the videos, let me know here, et cetera. And let me know, you know, email me, just tell me, tell me what you guys like and I'll try and I'll try and give you guys what you want. Also, you know, I, I judge by, you know, if a lot of people are watching it and a lot of people seem to like the video, then I do more videos like that. So, um, you know, I try and, you know, it's, it's, it's my channel, but it's also your channel as the, as the viewer, you guys dictate a lot of my strategy by how you kind of vote with your feet, what videos you watch, what videos you, you seem to like, what videos you request, etc. Um, what's a good way to analyze one's pictures and bio? Um, so there's certainly, there's levels of this levels of analysis of pictures and bio. The first one is just kind of your own gut, right? You're a human being. You've lived on the planet for, you know, 20, 30 years, something like that, or more in some cases, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. I don't want to uh, alienate my older subscribers. Um, but um, so first of all, does it make sense to you? Is everything, everything you're putting in a bio, anything that you put in your online dating bio, you should be able to explain why you should be able to explain what it is, why it's there, um, what you're trying to achieve by it. Anything that doesn't meet that test should just immediately be gone, right? Anything that's not logically making sense and logically not not adding um and then you want to think in terms of you know what am i specifically trying to convey and is it all congruent does it all fit together all right so that's that's your own personal self-assessment um and then the next level of assessment would be have a friend look at it um and that's that one take with a grain of salt make sure your friend knows what he's talking about knows something about game next level assessment we have some girls look at it and that's good but again take it with a grain of salt because girls oftentimes will encourage encourage guys to be nicer than they should be um, because girls will respond to what they think they should like or what they would like in a perfect man, a man who's already higher value than them, not necessarily what would make a man higher value than them in the first place. So take it with a grain of salt, but it's useful feedback. And then the next level is take it to someone like myself who has like maybe dating experience and, and you know, has dealt with hundreds of clients in this area and can, can tell you much more concretely or much more explicitly. So there's definitely, definitely levels of people to assess your profile. And that's the first thing, but the best assessor of your profile end of the day is always results. It's always what results am I getting? Am I getting matches? 
am I, are, are, are the matches I'm getting, um, do they seem pretty positive and body when they match with me or do they seem like there's a long way to go um, from there? Am I matching with hot girls or mediocre girls? Am I matching with girls that are the right type for me? So you want to assess your results and then you test something, right? So get a baseline, measure it, figure out what you're doing with your current profile and then try and improve it. Try something new. If it's working, then you want to, you know, try and try and take that new thing on board. If it's not working, get rid of it and go back to what you had before. All right. Next question. Oh, and what do you think of going for a more direct approach on hookup apps, apps like Tinder? It seems way more efficient. I have been getting better results. Okay, so this is an interesting question. Actually, I was reading through questions beforehand. I actually read this question. I think this is a good question. I think um, very interestingly worded, right? So first one, uh, the, the question is, what do you think of going with a more direct approach? And then it says it's getting better results. Now, both of these are not absolute statements. They are comparative statements. So the real question is, when you say more direct, more direct than what? It depends what your current approach is. If your current approach is really platonic and really just like friendly and indirect, then yes, going with a more direct approach is a good idea. And in terms of getting better results, well, um, it depends what you mean by better results um, because there's different versions of this. One version of better results is getting more matches. Another version of better results is getting more attractive matches. Another version of getting better results is having the girls that match with you be really into you and then it's very easy to close them. And these are all different kinds of factors. So it's, it's kind of interesting when you take your bio and you get more polarizing, right? From a very nice guy bio, average, like we call like, um, in the, the old, old, we'll use old, old school pickup term, which is AFC average frustrated chump, right? The, the idea of like the guy who just doesn't get it in game. For that guy, his bio is probably way too nice and way unpolarizing. That guy needs to get more polarizing. And if he gets more polarizing, he's going to get not only more results, but also better results and also better follow through from the girls he gets results with. So for that guy, absolutely being more polarizing and or potentially more direct in the, in the, in the case of this exact question is going to probably be a little bit useful for him. But if you get to a good profile and you're trying to be more polarizing and more direct, what will happen is you will actually get fewer results. You'll get even fewer, like proportionally even fewer, fewer um, of your results being attractive or, or hot. Um, and then, but one thing that will happen is the girls that do match with you will be very polarized and on and will be very down. Will be, it'll be very easy to actually go ahead and close them. And I actually did this. I, I experimented with making my profiles more and more and more polarizing. And I had, saw this exact thing happen, which is went from no matches to matches to good matches to hot matches to lots of matches. And then I went to almost no matches, but the girls that matched with me really, really liked me. In fact, the bio that I did, the most polarizing bio I ever did um, was I actually just linked to my YouTube channel of me being a dating coach um, in the bio and I'm not only just a dating coach, but a dating coach that teaches direct approach and is, is not willing. Really, it doesn't really pull a lot of punches um, and is willing to be fairly politically incorrect at times. So I put that in my bio and then I put that basically I already had a girlfriend. I wasn't looking for that. Um, and me and my girlfriend do threesomes. Um, and so they should apply if they're willing to, you know, be a partner in a threesome, if they um, are willing to just be friends and by friends, it means that like I, they're, they would be fine with me dating their friends and they wouldn't object. Um, or if they are, um, you know, literally just willing to like hook up with me and never see me again. Um, ideally like they, they, they're just passing through town and, and won't even be in the same city as me. Right. So that was essentially the bio, right. Is my, here's my channel. Obviously don't have trouble meeting girls. I have more trouble like getting rid of them. So here's what I'm looking for. And it's all these, like, look, if, if you are willing to be truly like the flavor of the moment only, then I'll, I'll date you. And then what happened with that is I got, you know, not a ton of matches compared to previous bios I've had for obvious reasons. And I got a lot of girls saying, you're what's wrong with the world. We, you, we hate you, et cetera, et cetera. And then I got a few girls that matched with me. And, and basically every girl that matched with me was basically just down for sex in the first message. Right. Even the, the funniest one I got 
um, was I got one girl that basically said she was, um, she was in a relationship with some, some guy who was like in like doctors without borders. And he was like this amazing man. And she totally wanted to marry him, but she felt that like, if she acted needy, it might ruin it for her. And so she, she wanted to, um, to, to date me to make sure that she didn't get needy and to preserve her relationship. She felt like she, she needed to have sex with me for the good of her relationship. So I patriotically did my duty and, you know, met up with her and, and that was things, things went very smoothly and well and easily from there. Um, so that's what happens when you're hyperpolarizing is that the girls that do get into you or hyper direct, hyperpolarizing, similar kind of thing. Um, the girls that do get into you are much easier to close, but you're going to get fewer girls that way. It's not going to work as well. You're not going to get as many totally into you. All right. Once you've gotten the girl's number and you're setting up a date, what should the messaging look like? Everyone's a little bit different. Basically, the, the key things to keep in mind are that you don't want it to be so fast and jarring. Okay. Essentially, most guys make the mistake of just trying to go for the date. They have two levels of escalation. They have platonic doing nothing, or they have like, let's do the date right now, right here. That's it. Okay. You need something in between. What you want to do is you want to be suggesting the date, hinting at the date um, without going directly to the date. So usually what I do is I try and close over a few different steps. Um, I try and qualify the girl. Then I try and hint at a date and then I try and close. And if the response to the qualifier is positive, the response to the hinting is positive, then I go ahead and close. If the response to either of those others is not positive, then I just don't bother. Okay. Then I don't bother with closing. Then I don't um, go forward because it's not calibrated. It's not on at that point. So I just make the, make the best of the situation and maybe I'll cycle back, rebuild comfort, rebuild value, and then try again at that point. Okay. George says, uh, I can convey high value over text. When I go to meet them, I get nervous and I can see them losing attraction. Uh, how can I set up dates so that I feel more in control or regain confidence? It sounds like it's not a matter of how you're setting up the date so much as the fact that your online game is probably better than your live game, right? And this happens, right? So there's different elements to, to there's different skill sets. The skill set of writing a good pro, uh, bio and, and writing good messages is different than the skill set of doing a phone call a little bit which is different than the skill set of meeting in person. The meeting in person and phone call are actually pretty similar, um, but these are different skill sets. And then there's a the skill set of being a good conversationalist in person versus the skill set of escalating, actually getting the girl to go home from a date. And these are different things you need to work on. And so what's happened here is you've identified an area. You've identified an area of weakness and you need to work on it. So what you really need to do is one, get more dates, go on more dates, even go on dates that with girls that are on the borderline of, of what you would date. And now I never, ever, ever encourage for guys to go on dates with girls that they find unattractive. And I definitely don't encourage guys to hook up with or have sex with girls they find unattractive. I think that's a bad strategy. I don't think that leads to good things. But if maybe you want to date girls that are, you know, eight and up, and you know that you're weak on dates, well, maybe for a period of time, start going on dates with girls that are seven and a half and up. Right. And then that way you're just going to get more practice on those dates. And some of the girls will show up and you'll be pleasantly surprised and you'll actually be happy you did. Some of the girls will just get practice and it'll be fine. But don't go to so low of a threshold that you show up on the date and you're just like, I do not want to know. I want to be off this date immediately. Okay. You want to be at a level where at least, you know, relatively happy with it still. But just go on more dates, especially um, in this case, being if you're uncomfortable on the dates, go on some dates where you don't even care that much if it works out. Right. And again, don't go to the level that the girl's not attractive at all to you, but go on the level where you're just not nervous and you're just not over, you know, like, oh my God, this girl's so hot. I better not mess it up. Just get some reps, get some practice in um, with girls that are cute, but not like your absolute dream girl, if need be. Um, and then work on the, the process and the stages of, of going on dates. And what will happen as you go on dates is you're going to find certain things work and certain things don't. You'll tell a story and it works. Okay. You can use that on another date. You'll try and escalate a certain way and it goes really smoothly. Okay. You can use that on another date. 
you get into one topic of conversation, it makes the whole thing go flat. Okay, avoid that topic of conversation next time. So the main thing you need really is practice. You need dating practice, right? And then you also need the willingness during that practice to take risks. You need the willingness to get physical, the willingness to make it man to woman, the willingness to ask the girl to go home. Because if you practice not doing anything, you practice being inactive on the date or inert on the date and just going through the motions, that's not really going to ever get you anywhere. You need to actually be like, you know, proactively, positively, um, you know, seeking the proper outcome from the date, seeking the proper results from the date. Um, so that's what you really want to be doing. Okay. This is interesting. Uh, I says, uh, this is from, uh, Tim. So thanks, Tim. Uh, says if you sense from a girl's profile that she's looking for something serious, does that change your approach in messaging or dating? Assuming you're open to something serious as well. Um, a little bit, a little bit. It doesn't change the approach too much because my general approach is pretty much, it, it, it's very catch-all. Like it's not going to be so polarizing that it turns off a girl that's looking for something serious, but it's not going to be so boring and romantic that it turns off a girl that is looking to hook up. The general kind of like path that I follow is between the two bounds. There's the bounds of like um, way too platonic and nice and then way too overtly sexual. I want to be in the middle anyway. And so I'm already there. I'm already well calibrated with my general approach. So that's the first thing. But then if the girl is looking for something serious and, and <clears throat> talking along those lines, some of my answers may change a little bit. Like if the girl asks, what are you looking for? And I get the sense that she's looking for something serious. I might frame it as though, like uh, in, in all cases, and again, this is because my general approach calibrated and good. Um, but in all cases, I'm probably going to have some kind of an answer along the lines of, I'm not looking to, you know, get married tomorrow. I'm not looking for like super serious rushed into it. Like let's, you know, sign, sign a prenup on our first date. Um, or, or not sign a prenup even that'd be the even more committed one, I guess. But, uh, I'm not looking, I'm not doing, looking to do that. But at the same time, um, <clears throat> if I meet a girl that's, that's quality, I'm certainly not going to just like try and have a one night stand. I think that something that's worth having once is worth having multiple times, et cetera, right. Or is worth, you know, worth keeping. So that's the general approach. But within that, I'm going to, I'm going to shift my focus, um, where it is. So a girl that seems more serious, I'm going to shift the, the, the tone of that answer a little more towards the relationship side. Um, with a girl that seems a little more for a hookup, I'll, I'll shift it a little more towards the potential hookup side. Um, so there's that little bit of calibration, but the important thing is the general approach is already good. Importantly, right? It's important that you already be along proper lines. If you're if you're way out of bounds to begin with, your game's just going to suck. And with all calibration, we talk about calibrating to a girl, adjusting to her blueprint, all that kind of stuff. The core idea is you have to first have good game. You have to first be within the acceptable range, right? And on most things in game, there's a range. They're like, this is too much, this is too little. Anywhere in here is good game. So once you're in that range, you can adjust more to this side or more to this side. But adjusting outside of the range is, is almost always bad. And guys do that a lot. They're like, well, this girl is like, you know, this girl seems sweet and innocent. So let me like never bring up sex. Like, no, terrible, terrible. Or this girl seems like, you know, like she, she seems super like down. So let me just like, just like proposition her for sex in the first two seconds also super terrible. The right answer is good game first. The right answer is mostly good game with a little adjustment. It's not like pure adjustment and throw out all the parameters of game. Um, so make your adjustments generally small, but you can change some of your framing, some of your answers just a little bit that way. Like maybe if you have a story that tends to build comfort, you tell that one instead of a story that tends to build value. But either way, you're telling a good story that makes sense to use and hopefully has proven to work in the past, et cetera. This is this is a this is a definitely an it depends question, but I'll answer it. Says what's the best way to handle a Tinder? What's the best way to handle a Tinder match with someone you already know a little bit, friend of a friend? And this is from someone named Eric. I mean, it depends. The, the real question here is what is the existing relationship? You could message them on Tinder if that makes sense, or you could just reach out and message them the other way. Haha, I guess we matched on Tinder. That's funny, etc. And, and message them the other way. 
Um, but in general, you just would same as same as with anyone else. You just want to get them to a date in person. And um, I would say that getting them to a date in person, if you have that connection, should be easier, um, which means you need less sexualization and less of it being on in order for that to happen. Also, if it's a friend of a friend and you're worried about your reputation, you'd want to do less of that sexualization online, you know, in a written record, et cetera, et cetera, um, just to guard your reputation. So for both those reasons, I would suggest being slightly more platonic up to the date and slightly more sort of just casual, friendly up to the date, and then um, going on the date and taking it from there. Um, and you're going to have more comfort on the date um, just because of that association. So you're going to have a little more leeway to do um, some more sexual things once you're actually on the date. And there's probably going to be a little more acceptance. It's probably less, less of that kind of like resistance once the girl likes you. Once the girl is emotionally into you and emotionally aroused, there's probably going to be less logical resistance if there's an existing past. But just the key thing is just get her on the date, same as with any other girl. And the path to the date might be a little more platonic just because you don't need as much impetus. There's going to be more already built in for you. And also overdoing it um, could be miscalibrated or could could have blowback for you in terms of social repercussions. So I, I would tone down the sexualization a bit um, with a girl you already know. But other than that, get her on a date. Um, and you don't have to phrase it as a date, be like phrase it as a hangout, which, by the way, you can do with other girls, too. It doesn't have to be phrased as a date in general. Um, so it really doesn't actually change very much. The real question would be, you know, what the best medium for messaging them is. Like, if you already have their phone number, you could skip to that point. You could be like, you could message on Tinder, like, hello, well, I guess we met. Should I, should I give you a call? Right. Um, so it just depends on the level of familiarity, familiarity you already have. All right. So next question. I get plenty of high quality matches, but I don't know how to be funny or witty over text. Can you help? First of all, if you're not great at text yet, don't worry about being particularly funny or witty. Okay. Um, in fact, don't worry about being funny at all in game. Don't try and be funny. Okay. What you want to be is playful, perhaps flirtatious, perhaps humorous, perhaps. Okay. And let me explain how those are different than funny. Funny is like you tell a joke and it has a punchline and it makes someone actually really laugh out loud. Okay. Or you just do something that makes someone actually laugh out loud. The laughing out loud reaction, the like actually having a physical laugh is not particularly necessary, right? Um, a little giggling is, is good. Um, a little bit of like, you know, re responding emotionally to things is good, et cetera, et cetera. And, and laughing is, is fine from, from, you know, from time to time. But if you're trying to get laughs, you have the wrong approach. You have an approach that is definitely pandering and is definitely reaction seeking in a lot of ways and, and should probably be avoided, all right? Um, so what, what are the other ones I said? I said playful. So playful isn't even about being funny. It's about an attitude. It's about an attitude of not being serious, being lighthearted, being fun. That you should definitely have. Flirtatious is a little bit of playful as well, but it's, it has to do with being willing to make something man to woman in a way that's not particularly serious, right? It has to do with bringing up sex and sex related topics and relationship related topics and things like that in a way that, that gets them on the table, but relieves the pressure. And that's very useful to be. Humorous is something that is like, it might be funny, but it's not trying to be funny. So humorous is when you see the ironic or interesting or potentially funny or potentially comical nature of things, and you're willing to play in that realm and kind of discuss those kind of things, but you're not trying to overtly get a specific laugh at a specific time. And you're not specifically like saying something and the hoping she laughs when you say it. So you're being humorous. You're, you're doing something that could lead to laughter but it's not intended specifically to lead to laughter. And if it doesn't lead to laughter, it's still interesting or insightful or creative or something along those lines. Um, so what I usually go for in my communication is those things. I go for um, flirty, playful, and humorous. And if I happen to be funny, that's great. If a girl happens to laugh out loud, 
so much the better. That's wonderful. But I'm not trying for that. I'm never trying to be funny. Um, and so, and I'll especially trying to be witty. If you're being humorous and maybe insightful, you're going to be witty for the most part. And then if you, part of wittiness has to do with like selecting the right word. But in general, you don't want to be trying to be funny. Okay. Now trying to be witty over text. Again, that's, that's selecting the right word. It's maybe um, finding better ways to phrase things, um, different stuff like that. And in terms of how to be witty, that's a really hard one to, to teach because there's so many elements to it. I'd like to teach in, in this context over this, a short call in the internet. If I had a one-on-one coaching with you, I could do it, but we do it through like exercises, for example. Um, we do it through like, I, I, I walk you through an exercise, give you an assignment, you'd, you'd work on the particular skill, and then we'd make the situation more and more and more realistic and more real to life. And I actually do that with co- with guys when I do one-on-one coaching with them. Um, we, we can work, we can, we can make the most boring guys, witty, clever, flirtatious, et cetera. It's, it's not hard to do because there is a format for all this stuff, but not interacting with you, just talking in a one directional way on the internet. It's very hard to get that across, right? So it does require a little bit of back and forth to teach that properly, unfortunately, that elements. But um, to practice on your own, um, read good literature, get a good vocabulary, watch comedy, particularly a good standup, especially standup that, that deals with the audience members a decent amount. And then some, some level of improv, watch funny movies, keep a book of quotes, even like try and like find language, find things that you find witty, interesting, funny, and sort of treasure the words a little bit, make yourself a master of the English language or whatever language you speak. Um, that those are the kind of things you can do along those lines, but it really is, is practice, right? So the real answer is, Actually, here's, here's something you can practice on your own would be you get a text um, and then draft out a whole bunch of different possible responses to that text and just see what you think is best. Just practicing responding to a text and seeing what might be witty, might be funny um, before you send it is a decent thing to do. Now, the problem is you want to do this without getting overly reactive. And that's that's the downside, right? So if you start thinking too much about your text, there's a natural inclination to get overly reactive, which you want to avoid. But if you can just be very... um detached or neutral and just draft out the text and then objectively say, I think this is the best one and send it and treat it as science and be like, I think this is the best one. I sent it. Let's see if it gets a response and not be emotionally caught up in it, whether it gets a response, not think if you get a response that you're a better person. If you don't get a response, you're a lesser person. Just think this is information. Every response gives me information or every lack of response gives me information. I'm doing science. If you can take that mentality, then this trial and error approach can, can definitely work. Um, and you'll you'll learn quite quickly the pattern for what texts work and the pattern for what texts don't. And just in the process of drafting text, you're going to get more practice more quickly. Um, so that's something you can try. But again, if it's making you reactive and making your texting worse, then then that's a problem. And only if you can do it dispassionately and treat it as science. Uh, how do you present yourself as someone who doesn't want a serious relationship? Personally, because I don't have time uh, when I don't want to present myself as some badass cocky guy. So this is kind of a funny question because it's, it's very hard and you're putting a lot of unnecessary parameters on this, right? You want to present yourself as someone who doesn't want a serious relationship. That's fine. And you can absolutely put that, but you have to understand that in doing that, there are consequences, right? And then you say, I don't want to present myself as some badass cocky guy. And you can absolutely do that. We have to understand there are consequences. Everything you do, do has pros and cons, right? So presenting yourself as a guy who doesn't want a serious relationship, you're going to weed out girls who want a serious relationship. And the types of girls who want a serious relationship are the types of girls who are looking for a more genuine guy, a guy who's more like, you know, the right resume or going to be, you know, build comfort with them and build a genuine connection and those kind of things, right? Then the type of girls that are looking for something more casual typically are looking for someone who's more badass, cocky, that kind of thing, because for them, it's less about the logical connection and less about the long term. And it's more about the experience in the moment. 
and by being badass cocky or other things along those lines, being a high value, kind of aloof, playerish, those kind of things, guys, being the lover, not the provider. Those are the things that are going to appeal to a girl that is looking for that thing. So you're working in contradictions here with this question. You're saying, I want to appeal to the girls that are looking for something non-serious, yet I want to act in a way that's going to be unattractive to them. Do you see the problem, right? You're saying, I want to act in a way that's specifically not calibrated to the type of girl I'm looking to date. And if you are just high value in a, a very serious way and not, not cocky or badass or whatever, and you do want something short-term, can you find it? Yes. But you, you have to understand that you're massively reducing your percentages because you have an inherently contradictory strategy. You're specifically looking for a particular type of girl with a specific strategy geared to not be good for that particular type of girl, right? It's like if you go fishing with like, you're fishing for a certain type of fish and you put in the bait that that fish doesn't eat. I mean, you can hope that a fish just walks along and nibbles on your, your line randomly, or you can hope that a fish is acting out of character and eats that bait, but it's not a very good percentage solution. You're not going to catch very many fish that way. So just be very careful about the parameters you're putting on your behavior and, and the outcomes because, you know, as much as we'd like to say, I want this, this, and this, and this, and I'm unwilling to do this, this, and this, and this, it's all a negotiation. It's all a trade-off. And there is another party to the transaction. So if you're saying, I want this thing, but I'm not willing to give the other person what they need to give me this thing, well, you're just not going to have a deal, right? You're not going to make that sale. So you have to understand um, that sometimes, you know, shit can be contradictory and you need to make sure that you're consistent. Um, how often do you call to vet the girl before you meet in person? Once. That's it, Once. Um, and the call can go longer or shorter if you need to or whatever, but what do you need multiple calls for? That's just, that, that to me seems silly. Um, in general, if you're worried about the vetting the girl or you're worried about her showing up and not, you know, not having a good personality match or something, just set the date near your house or, um, set the date at a time and, and place that's convenient for you and not a big imposition or invite the girl to something you're doing anyway. There's other ways to handle that, but you, you shouldn't need multiple calls to get the girl on date. If you like the girl, she seems attractive. The first call is good. Just get on the date. I mean, what's, what do you have to lose? Like an hour of your time? Right. This is not some like thing where you need to like, you know, you're not hiring someone that you're going to have some contract you can't get out of for five years. You're not marrying the girl on the first date. Just go on the damn date. You don't need to. You can vet her better in person with the same amount of time you'd spend on the call. So why are you going to do multiple calls? That's just to me, that's just ridiculous. Just one call. Unless I mean, unless the call lasts 30 seconds and she's busy and you have to call her back later. But one legitimate call where you get to talk to her. That's enough. Oh, it says, any thoughts on pulling double dates from online? My friend is a female looking to get into this stuff and she's leaning towards that in order to have a safety net or screening of guys and girls. Um, I've never done that. I will tell you that right now. So this is complete, like complete theoretical surmise on my part. <clears throat> However, here's what I would do. I wouldn't do things differently, hardly at all than um, I would on a single date. Um, I would just basically start off with matching with the start off with matching as per normal. I wouldn't make it weird. I wouldn't make it about a double date in your profile, anything like that. I would get the girl attracted to you. And then once the girl's attracted to you and wants to go on a date, I would then mention, Hey, so listen, I have, to, I have to tell you the reason I got on this app, I don't normally even do online dating. The normal reason I got on, and maybe just over a phone call, something like that, while you're setting the date, ideally. Um, but you say, you know, I don't really do online dating. The only reason I even got into this, is I have a really good friend. She's super nervous and timid, and she wanted me to go on double dates with her. So, um, you know, just being true to her. I, if you want to, if you want to date one on one, I'm totally fine with that. But I think it could be fun if you're willing to do it to meet up, and we'll go on this double date together. It could be fun. You get to meet my friends. You get to etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So, um, up to you. Uh, it'd be awesome if you came on a double date. But if you want to date one-on-one, -on -one, I'm okay with that too. Um, and that way, if it's a girl you're into, you don't just blow it over the double date thing. Um, and you don't you don't seem like you're very rigid and you'll only date this way. But you could bring it up and suggest it. And you could get you know a decent amount of double dates to help your friends out that way. Um, and if you're getting good volume from online dating, um, you should be able to get plenty of dates so that even if some of the girls really do want to meet with you in person, that's better. And by the way, 
the girls that specifically want to meet with you in person, that's a good sign because that means they actually want it to be like a date. That means they're actually thinking romantic things. And it means they're actually making it a date that's more likely to end in a hookup. So that's a good sign when they say no to that. So if they say yes, you're going to succeed and you're going to get what you want in the first place, which is a double date. If they say no, then it's very likely to actually go quite well. And you're likely to be more happy than not that they said no. By the way, for those of you joining late, um, thanks. I've noticed, you know, we've we've had more people coming on as as we've been going. Um, So yeah, welcome to those of of you who are coming late. Hopefully you're enjoying the answers. Um, I do want to point out um, just as a kind of a, by way of of giving you good information. uh, If you do want a lot more information from online dating and you do want to, you know, um, meet with me personally, have me go over your profile, make your profile for you, work on your messaging personally, et cetera. You can get all that. It's at toddvonline.com. It's an online dating bootcamp. Um, it's on discount for, I think, two more days from the publishing or the, the going live of this event. So um, definitely check that out. Um, don't, uh, you don't want to miss out on that. Okay. Uh, next question. Uh, how do I friend the date so she wants to sleep with me that night instead of wanting to date me and not sleep with me that night? Um, so there's a lot, there's a lot here. I mean, this is a long, there's, there's a ton I could answer on this question. Um, the main thing though is how you frame yourself. Um, and you want to frame yourself as, being the qualities of the lover versus the provider, essentially, right? It's essentially a lover provider question. You want to frame yourself as being, she'd be sleeping with you because of value. She'd be sleeping with you because of fun, because of experience, et cetera. If you frame it that she'd be sleeping with you because of um, emotional connection and commitment and a future relationship and those kind of things, if you're promising those kind of things, you're going to get situations where girls want you to go on multiple dates. Girls want you to, you know, um, really commit to them before anything sexual happens, et cetera. So it's really an inch, a choice that you have of of how you want to present yourself and, and what you would get from it. So essentially, it's how you frame yourself. If you frame yourself as the type of guy whose primary value, or at least primary value you're presenting first, not, not that it's your primary value as a man, but the value you're presenting first and foremost on the date. Um, if it's of the experience, lover, exciting, um, exotic, any of those kind of things, that's going to lead towards more of hooking up on the first date. If the value you're providing is your primary value or your like your your sort of stated like headline value is um is more along the lines of you know provider, take care of you, relationship, stable, secure, um, financially well off, those kind of things, that's going to lead more towards girls wanting to go on multiple dates. So just keep um keep those in mind. Next question. It says, I do well in person meeting the girl and getting her to build attraction with me in the initial five minutes, but then it seems to go a bit dry on text after some days pass. <clears throat> well, assuming this is an online dating question, because this, this seems more like a cold approach question. Um, but anyway, assuming this is an online dating question, it seems like you need to do a lot more on your date because your date encompasses a whole lot more than the first five minutes. And just getting a girl aroused in the first five minutes is nothing like a complete dating strategy at all. You need to have a, a sequence from getting to know the girl and, and flirting and, and, and getting some attraction to building buy-in, building investment, hopefully escalating physically, hopefully taking her home, et cetera. Um, and in online dating in particular, a lot of girls are accustomed to going on dates and having sex the first night. The, the, the longer online dating has been established and the more it becomes an established way of meeting, the higher percentage of girls have no problem going home with a guy and sleep with him on the first night. It, it's just becoming more and more socially acceptable and more and more acceptable, therefore, to themselves and their own personal self-esteem. And so if you just have a good five minutes and that's your date, that's a huge problem, right? It's the whole rest of the date that matters. Um, And yeah, you should expect that if you just have a good five minutes and then nothing else on the date, then it is going to go flat. The the holistic thing matters. And in in particular, how the date ends matters a lot for the follow-up. If the date ends on a really positive note, 
your follow-up is going to be a lot easier. If the date ends on more of a sour note or more of a down note, it can be very negative, even if the rest of the date was better, right? So a date that's mostly good and ends a little negative might lead to more flaking than a date that's kind of mediocre but ends positive, ironically. Cool. We have a few more questions here, so I'll get through. Um, we, yeah, some, a few more good questions. Um, we'll, we'll be wrapping it pretty soon, but there's definitely some good ones coming. Um, okay, next one says, on Hinge, I have amazing results and get three to four dates a week on Tinder. I have zero success. Um, have advice on making one app as consistent as another. Okay, so first of all, for every guy, you're going to be better or worse on some apps. And that has to do with a couple things. has to do with the format of the profile. So for example, on Tinder, it's a profile where you're writing the profile and it's, it's a standalone profile where you're selling yourself. On Hinge, it's through prompts. And so it's quite possible that your Hinge profile is better than your Tinder profile because you responded to prompts better than you created a profile. That's quite possible. If that's the case, um, you can try and take some of what you did in prompts over to the profile, or it may be that you're just more, you're just better at responding to prompts and you're just going to do better on that site. There's also different demographics on the various sites. Like for example, Tinder versus Hinge, I would say that the, um, the girls on, the, here's my, my personal assessment. The girls on Hinge are on average hotter than the girls on Tinder. However, the, there are more nines and tens, like what you consider like physical, like model type girl, nine and tens on Tinder. Right. So the absolute physically hottest girls, there are more of them on Tinder, partly per capita and partly because it's just a larger kind of sample pool of people. Um, but the average girl on Hinge is going to be be hotter. So that's that's kind of the, the distribution I found. Um, but also the average girl on Hinge is going to be more educated, more successful, more career driven, et cetera, than the average girl on Tinder. You'll find a lot more girls that are like accountants, banker, bankers, doctors, lawyers. And on, on Tinder, you'll find a lot more girls that are just like students or like um, baristas or, um, you know, they, they work at a job that didn't require a college education, that kind of thing, which is nothing at all wrong with that. I'm just saying it's a distinction. So the, the different demographics may factor in, right? And it'll factor in based on who you in person are more compatible with. It also factor in based on who your bio seems to be more tailored for, right? So there's the particular nature of the site itself. Um, there's the particular nature of the, the bio. There's the demographic of the site. And then the next thing is what it, what happens after a match, right? So on um, on Hinge in particular for me with the strategy that I, I employ, most girls are liking my photos or something like that rather than me going and overtly liking them because Hinge I've found to be more conducive to getting matches without having to swipe. Whereas on Tinder, I find that you have to do at least some swiping to get quality matches. Because if I don't swipe on Tinder, I get matches, but I get a bunch of matches I wouldn't, you know, I would never ever consider ever sleeping with in a million years. And I'm just like, no, 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 delete, delete, delete. Whereas if I actually swipe and tell the app what I want, it gives me more of what I want. So um, I find that on Tinder, I actually have to swipe to get matches where on Hinge, I don't. Um, and so that changes, number one, how many matches I can get, how quickly and how much effort I have to put in. But it also changes the frequency with which the girls are sending something to me first. So a lot of times on Hinge, girls are liking my photo or liking something in my, my profile first. And that starts the conversation on a different note. And maybe you're better at texting and following up with that different note. So understand that, Yes, you can transfer different elements from one site to another, but there are fundamental differences and you're likely to just be better on one site than another. And if you can just crush one site, you don't need to be good at everything. Now, I do recommend when you're starting out getting on multiple sites, trying different things out. But if you just crush it on one site, that's already amazing. You don't need to take your results from one to the other. But yeah, if you do, try those different things. Try taking the, the elements that are different in your profile, trying to, trying to you know, port them over to the other site. Um, try maybe conveying yourself in a way that's more conducive to the demographic of that site different things along those lines. Okay. Um, what are some good topics to bring up on the first date that lead to sex, either on the first date or the near future for this one? I will actually refer you to, um, I have a video. Um, I have actually, I think two videos that I have on my main channel on the Todd V dating channel 
One is called Conversation Topics That Lead to Sex. I'd suggest watching that video. Um, it's a good video. Um, and then there's another one. It's, I think it says like um, uh, how to like sexualize a conversation or something, which is a slightly different thing. It One, it has more to do with the exact words you're using and it has to do with the topics you're using. So they're, they're two different things, but there are two definitely, if you look up like um, words, word sex um, on Todd V dating, I'm sure you'll find both videos pretty quickly. So I check out both those videos. Um, but generally any words that are, sexual or sex words are, are more likely to lead there. Of course, you want to do it in a calibrated way and not in a way that just turns the girl off, but bringing up the topic of sex is helpful and bringing up related topics are, are, are helpful. And by that, I mean topics that are emotionally similar. So sex is a little bit taboo and a little bit considered not politically correct or proper on some level. So other non-politically correct, non-proper topics like tattoos, piercings, travel, drugs and alcohol, different things like that, like um, doing doing things that are against the rules that type of stuff tends to lead to, to, to sexual topics as well. Also, do you talk about conversational topics? Okay. Yeah. Also escalating physically, right? So that's outside of conversational topics, but that's huge. Escalating physically is a huge part of sex because sex is a physical act, but check out those two videos. Um, there's going to be a much longer and more in-depth um, version that I could possibly give you here. Um, Cause there's two full videos on the whole topic. Um, okay. How much this is from OJ? How much has online game changed due to technical advances does your early advice still apply? Mostly, yes. Um, I would say largely online game hasn't changed much because human evolution hasn't changed much and what women are looking for in men hasn't changed much and the behavior of most guys online hasn't changed much. So for all those reasons, it stayed relatively the same. What has changed is the the apps have gone from more long-form apps to more short-form apps. So um, it's going to be shorter pro- profiles overall. It's going to be more speaking and sound bites overall, maybe longer texting um, a little bit more. Still, texting should still be very short online. You should be um, typically um, between three to 10 texts to get a date, usually around like, you know, three to seven, 10 is unusually long, but three to 10 texts or messages back and forth for me to get a date with a girl online. It's very, very fast um, even now, but it is uh, because less is conveyed in the profile. Sometimes there will need to be more conveyed in, in text. Um, what's really changed mostly is just the acceptableness, right? The, it used to be that it was shameful or embarrassing to be online. Now everybody's online. And that's the biggest change that's happened. And that leads to people hooking up a lot faster. It leads to going on dates a lot faster overall. It leads to um, a lot more girls being available online. It leads to way less resistance in the move from uh, from online to live, right? That's the thing. Most guys are very hesitant to do that like transition from online to live, but it's very acceptable nowadays. It's, it's very easy to do nowadays compared to what it used to be in the past. How do you build comfort with a girl over text, phone call, and on the date? That's like a multiple, that's like a multi-layered, crazy, deep question, etc. I did do a, um, a video specifically on this channel um, for how to build comfort in text or how to build comfort online. So definitely check out that video because I answered that exact same thing. Um, but generally the things that build comfort, time, familiarity, similarity, not being weird, right? more time you spend not being weird with a girl, the more t- the more times you have interacted and it's been positive, the more confidence she has that she can trust you, you're not going to be weird and creepy, and the next interaction is likely to be positive. That's the general answer, the general short answer. But check out the video. I have a full video on it on, on this very channel. So check out that video as well. Okay, let's see. I'm in my 20s looking for a relationship rather than hookups. Is there any dating apps that accommodate those people who are not into the hookup culture? Yeah, absolutely. All of the dating apps are, are potentially available for that. whatever you want to get out of the app, you absolutely can. If you have enough value, okay? If you are the high value person, if you're the person being chased in in an interaction, you can then mold that interaction to whatever you want it to be, right? So if you don't want to hook up, you don't have to hook up. And in fact, 
but, but, but funny enough, here's something though. If you do want long-term relationships, it is still true that having sex is one of the easiest ways to get there. So don't totally eschew sex unless you're, unless you're like waiting for marriage, you have a religious reason, fine, whatever. But in general, just because you want a long-term relationship doesn't mean not to have sex. And also just because you want a long-term relationship doesn't mean to not get the girl attracted and aroused at the start. Once the girl's attracted, aroused and chasing you, you can always put the brakes on. And in fact, by doing that, you're likely to get her chasing even harder. One example I know is a guy in Chicago who was um, pretty big into game. He was like, not really a friend of mine, but a friend of some acquaintances of mine. And he was um, very religious. Um, I forget exactly what religion it was. Um, it was either like a, a Middle Eastern or Eastern religion, but he, he basically had, he didn't want to have sex until marriage. Right. That was, that was his thing. Um, and, but he was, he liked, he loved game. He loved meeting girls, et cetera. And so he would, he would, you know, want to have sex. He'd, he'd want to meet up with girls and not have sex. He'd want to have them be their his girlfriend and chase. And he'd do certain things up to, but he wouldn't do sex at all. Um, and what happened is when girls found this out because he was a super attractive guy, um, they actually chased it and they would do all kinds of things to try and convince him to have sex. Like they'd be, they'd try and sleep over and then they'd try and like give him a blowjob in his sleep to try and get him to have sex with them. Right. So they became very desperate for having sex with him because they couldn't. Um, now it may not be what you want either. If you're trying to specifically not have sex, you're trying to slow things down. But, um, in general, the point is the same rules still apply and it's all about emotional investment. Once you have that emotional investment, you can turn that emotional investment into whatever structure of relationship you have, but whatever structure of relationship you're trying to consider being more high value, having more emotional investment is going to help rather than less. So I would definitely keep that as a primary factor early on in your strategy, regardless of what your end result is. Okay, guys. Um, thank you for the questions. I appreciate these. They've been really, really good. Um, I do want to, again, remind you guys that, um, we do have the online dating bootcamp for any of you who really want to like get my personal advice. If you're like struggling with your, um, your profile and you want me to literally sit down and write it for you, you're struggling with your text and you're like, I can't figure out what I'm doing wrong. Can you help me? Usually we can solve these things very, very quickly and very, very well. Um, so check it out. It's at toddvonline.com and it's on sale for two days only more. Um, from the time that we are posting this. So you definitely want to get on it soon because you want to get it at that discounted price. Um, so definitely go check it out, toddvonline.com. And you can get this times like, I don't know, a thousand, right? Um, much more personal, much longer, six weeks of my my, my attention and, and tweaking and testing and, and helping with every part of your, um, your profile, your messaging, your dating, et cetera, plus literally setting up that profile and the photos with you live on the call. So um, and that's one-on-one for the profile call, which is, you know, I've never really offered that in in, um, in this kind of a program before. Um, so definitely check it out, toddvonline.com. Um, with that said, thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully the answers are good. Hopefully you really liked it. And uh, hopefully I will see you guys on another video in the very near future. Take care and thanks. Bye.